This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. I want us tonight to lift up our hands and pray about 2020. It's a year that we shall see the glory of God like never before. It will be far greater than all the years of the past. Just begin to pray about 2020. When, I, when we have opportunity to pray, please pray very well. 2020, pray about 2020. Pray about the whole year, January to December. Greater manifestation of God in your life. Greater blessing. Greater grace. Greater testimonies. Greater speed. More productivity. Increase in God's influence over your life. An increase in your influence over your society. Over your environment. Pray. There is divine protection all through the year in the name of Jesus. Pray. It will be your mo most productive year ever. I walk in His will more than any other time in the past. And I experience the goodness of God more than the times of the past in 2020. Oh, Father, the year is given into your hands all the days of the year. Every single day of every single month of the year. There will be days of joy, days of victory, I will be more satisfied with that year than any other year of the past. Opportunities will be restored. Doors will be opened. I will lift up my eyes at the end of the year and give praise to you for the abundance of your goodness all through the year. Blessed be your name. Praise the Lord. And we said tonight, so we started on Sunday, we we're talking about, we we're just trying to establish one thing, and I will go on on Sunday because we're going to talk about how a saint can prophesy. Since Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14 that you can all prophesy, and prophecy, um, prophecies are needed to open up you or open up some things to you or open you up to some things. But we will get to that one on Sunday. But we started talking about the fact that 
if we can have a paradigm shift when it comes to how God operates through man. I, I was saying that on the island yesterday. It is very important that all the saints get this uh, understanding. You know, I've said it over six times when we're talking about prayer, that when we pray, we should not every time expect that I should pray, answer will come without your involvement beyond your prayer. Did you get that? We emphasize that severally, that when we pray, many times the Spirit of God speaks to you, it tells you of a step to take, it is that step that produces the miracle. So remember where we stop on Sunday? Because New Testament, if you read from Mark chapter 16, the Bible says, verse 17 says, This son shall follow them that believe my name, they shall cast out demons, and they shall speak in tongues, they shall heal the sick, they eat any delicious, they shall not all them. But the last verse says, And they went, that was verse 20 also, they went, and God walking with them. That is very important for believers to understand. God did not walk without them. God walking with them. They preach anywhere, everywhere. The Lord walking with them, confirming his word. So, God goes where you go. Are you... I don't want a quiet church tonight. Are you with me? If this revelation enters you, it will change many things. Remember a very important story we look at on Sunday. So I asked a question. I think by now you know the answer. Who parted the Red Sea? <laughs> it will sound like blasphemy to some people. God, the power that parted the Red Sea was God's power. But it was Moses that did the parting. Is that right? So we read Exodus 14. Moses too, like many Christians, when he got to Red Sea, he began to pray. There is a time to pray. And there is a time to address mountain. When you are, oh, oh God. Lord, how can I say this, that everybody both watching and those who are here will get it. I have stood before many congregations, both here and in many places, preaching. And when you ask people that, let's make a decree, they begin to talk to the Father again. Father, in the name of John, this is that is why many Christians don't get answers to prayer. Because they approach it wrongly. When they are supposed to talk to mountain, they are talking to God. When there is a mountain before you, you can pray to God to receive a word from God. When you get that word from God, God will not speak to your mountain. You will speak to mountain yourself. Hear me very well. God will not speak to your dry bones. He took Ezekiel to the valley of dry bones. He saw the bones were very dry. And that's Ezekiel 37. Then God said, Son of man, prophesy. I am not the one that will fix the bone. I will only fix it when you prophesy. So Ezekiel said, I prophesied as I was commanded. And bones started coming to bones. Oh, there are many lives that look like dry bones. Israel scattered there and there. They are waiting for God. Ah, God will say something. No, God will not help you rebuild the devil. The Bible says you resist the devil. Where did we get this idea of transferring what God has asked us to do back to him? And we enjoy it. It is sad to say. Over 60% of Christian prayer, this is how they pray. They throw to God what he asked them to do. This sign shall follow them and believe. In my name, they, they, not I, the Lord, they shall cast out devils. 
Did you just get that? So God said to Moses, that, why are you crying to me? Tell the children of Israel, go forward. You stretch your rod over the sea and divide. See how God separated himself from the offering. You, you, stretch your rod and divide. When you stretch your rod, my power goes into operation, but I need you to do something. I explained to them, that was what, how, I, I want to react to it, but before then, so how does multiplication, how does it happen? You know by now, which I told them on the island yesterday, many of you, you know by your calculation, if nothing extraordinary happens, you cannot experience abundance financially and in this world. You know. Because you have calculated out their paying you. So when they promote you and they promote you, you work in a bank, you know by now that if you follow the normal step, <laughs> maybe you have one house or mortgage, but that you will not be in a position to be a blessing to many. Because you say you are trying to make ends meet. When you are trying to make ends meet, you can't help nobody. Even as a Christian, of course, in no moment, we still help people and everything. But you can get to a place where it becomes very easy to be a blessing to many people. You are not covetous. You have abundance. But you are not going beyond three cars. Not because you are not afford 100 cars. But because you would rather, after three, say, I'm stopping, I'm giving, giving to people. But you have calculated very well that going by how you are rising every day, your job every month. <laughs> There's no telling. You hate to think that way because that thought sets sorrow here. What do you think about it? So that was what happened. See, it, the, it's not new. That was what happened to Jacob also. He calculated that the way he was going under Laban. And Laban was a corn man. Jacob himself was a corn man. So corn man met a corner man. So Laban showed him Pepe. Jacob was a very funny man. So the first seven years he served for Rachel. And they gave him Leah. When we get to heaven and we have a conversation with Jacob, I don't believe he did not know it was Leah. He just wanted to enjoy himself. Probably when he was serving in the house, he was also eyeing Leah. How can you be dating a lady? You are living in the same house with her for seven years and they brought someone else to you in the night. And you say, ah, ah, bros. All of you may know that that's not possible. How can you be dating somebody and you talk with the person, you stay in the same apparently she was once having your food. Seven years and then in the night they brought someone, they brought her elder sister that you know so very well. And you are saying that the other side landed on your bed. You touch her. And you still did not feel, And you heard her voice. At least you said something like, there, I love you. Before the action. And you did not hear from the voice that this is not Rachel. When they brought Leah down, he knew. He just said, well, tomorrow we, we, we demand for the original. <laughs> but... <laughs> okay. Are you with me? <laughs> is somebody with me? So... Anyway, what I know, but I, I believe if 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 Pat Jacob, if I'm if I'm wrong, when we get to it, we'll just give me a knock on my head and I'll be fine. But but then <laughs> are you are you with me? So he served, then he served again. Then he said, Laban changes wages ten times. Then he said, He must have prayed. He said, In the cold and in the heat, I was outside there keeping your animals. He knew by his salary he would never be able to set up his whole family. But when he prayed, something happened. Remember, he was a man with a covenant on his head. In the night, he was shown in a vision. He saw all the sheep multiplied. When, whatever you see in the realm of the spirit, there must be a physical step to take. 
that establishes it physically. So in the case of Jacob, he was just told, for some people listening to me, Lekura Astelia, I speak to you by the Spirit of God. It might be as simple as I just how you talk. But it is not a formula. It is given to you by the Spirit of God as you pray. But as you pray, the Spirit tells you to, it is when you do that thing that a change takes place. So Jacob was told, he just knew by inspiration, the animals were always coming to mate. They were mate by the gutter. So Laban didn't know what was going on. If Laban had sense, he would have understood that something fishy was going on. Jacob just came to meet him one day and he said, you know what? Don't pay me anymore. Let all the spotted sheep be my salary. The plain ones will be yours. Laban ran out to go and count. <laughs> Let's say he had 100,000 sheep. He counted. The spotted one out of 100,000 were just 200. That means I will have 99,000 ah, 800. He said, good deal. <laughs> he said, I like this guy. Good deal. But you see, if Laban had sense, that proposal should have scared him. I told them something on the island yesterday. You are looking for an apartment and they are showing you seven-bedroom duplex in the Kedja GRA. And you, you ask them how much and they said that it's 100,000 per annum. If you are not sick <laughs> and the person you, and the agent is not, you understand that there is, even when you tell people at home, they will tell you that, oh boy, uh, uh, iPhone 10 or whatever, I don't know which one is ready now. And you are entering slots. Or somebody comes to meet you and say, this is the iPhone, the latest iPhone. You ask him how much? And he says, 6,500. <sighs> and you are saying, I have seen the Lord's goodness. You know straight away, if you have understand, you should know that there is something fishy somewhere. That's how somebody went to buy one, and when he opened, he found fufu inside. So you should know. <laughs> and when he was complaining, his friend told him that how much do you buy? He said, You yourself. When they told you a phone that should be for 70k, come and pay 17,000. You should know. Discount can be something that be 90, you can get it for 85, 81. And they are still the same arena. But for somebody that is 90,000, somebody to ask you to pay 8,500. You should know that there is something. Either it's a stolen product that they are coming to arrest you tomorrow for. So when Jacob told Laban should have been like, ah, hey, wow, let's check. He said, no problem. He did not. Jacob had seen something. Oh, may the Lord open your eyes. I pray for everybody. The remaining days of this year, what you do in your office, will not, what you do at home, will not be what you think you should do. It will be by inspiration. It is at the end others will understand why you are praying that by inspiration. One of my friends, one of our sisters, she was she had a queue before before her like this in her bank. And she saw a man who sat down there. T-shirt, jeans, just sat down. Man should be about 51. 50. She was just led. She abandoned the job was more. She left the job temporarily. I went to ask the man, sir, is everything okay? Why are you sitting down? And the man said, You were supposed to be attending to a guy. Why? He said, You noticed me. The man the guy said, the lady said, Yes, yes, sir. I noticed her that anything, can I help you? And the man said, yes, I just did not want to stand with the queue and blah, blah, blah. That's, uh, actually, I know your manager. I just said not to say anything. And, and long and short of it, she helped the man. And the man said, okay, just call the following Monday. I know they give you bankers' targets and they threaten you with targets. And he gave her an account of 800 million naira. 
And he said that if they ever threaten with target again, I will tell you about three friends who will give you three billion each, put it to your account. They will never sack you in that bank again. So when you get those three billion, if you tell your manager that I want to go and live for two weeks, they will say that God bless you. Life is very easy when you are when you have results. When you have results to show. I will ask my manager, is it my sitting down in the office you want? Or money that you want? Which one of the two? To bring time stand of everybody's money or to sit down 30 days as a diligent staff. Which one? Every boss will say, Well, go, go. If I will give you, we'll give excuse on your behalf. Where is the air? You see. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I pray that the Spirit of God will guide you. And it will lead you. But so when Jacob saw that revelation. Then he came to the physical realm. Then he took a plant. He noticed where they used to bathe. There was a tree facing the animal, facing the water they used to drink. And at the water that was when mating was taking place. And he peeled the tree. And he put spots on the tree. So as they were mating, they were looking at the tree. And plain sheep were given back to spotted. Laban just calculated after some months. From 200 has become... <laughs> Now, 70 to 30 percent, 30 for Jacob, 70 for Laban. Under six months, that become 50 50. Under six months, 70. By the time it got to 80 for Jacob, 20 for Laban, even the children said that this guy is taking away all our father's wealth. What did Jacob see? You know, God does not live only in the past. God, anytime he appears, Jesus will say, I am the one that was, that is, and that is to come. He's the only one that lives in those three realms together. So God actually introduced Jacob ahead of time to a principle that will come in New Testament. What Jacob did that day by making them to look at spotted things and they were given back to spotted is in 2 Corinthians 3, 18. We all beholding and we are transformed into the same glory. Meaning that what will behold will become. God fast forwarded it and brought it to all back, brought it back and gave it to Jacob, saw it. He saw that revelation that let them be all spotted stuff, even plain animal, when they be all spotted spot, will give back to spotted animal. So the warning about that stuff is also that mind what will be old. What you constantly read on Facebook will grow out of your life. It's a seed you are sowing. Anytime somebody is listening to those who criticize and attack church, it's just a matter of time. He will start doing the same thing. It will come in and start spotting what is wrong. It's about who you are listening to. I'm going to talk to singles on, on Saturday, on, on Sunday, by 2 o'clock. How you will even know how the depth of family history and background in your partner. Some people can pass through an experience and it doesn't show on them. That's why I hope to start from. So, so you know, so when they tell you they went to school, it will be a surprise to you. Because they truly they went to university, but university is not showing in them. I've met some people who have lived abroad for years and there's no, you can't trace it. They are still as local. Yeah. So experiences, they don't exactly change everybody the same way. They strike some people strong, they strike some people very weakly. Somebody can be in an, from an abusive family and not become abusive and not be abusive. Why some other people, and I will show you how to know how much of influence of the environment and of the family background and history that is upon the person. Because everybody, when you are married, you are going to deal with a few things. 
the level of the baggage you are dealing with will depend on how much the person has been immersed into where the person is coming from. Those are the things we want to talk about on Sunday. That's very important. That's why I put down to the altar. And then three years after, <laughs> oh, it is well. <laughs> when they should pay attention to things, we're going from a Chinese restaurant to Italian restaurant to everything. Eating and eating everything away. And now everything is eating them all back. Are you following me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Jacob, he, so he took that step because it came like revel, as a revelation. What do we get from that? What I said earlier. The miracle breaks open. Mary got it right. She said to those guys, as long as Jesus said that my hour is not yet come, he said, whatsoever he tells you to do, it is in doing that the power manifests. So when we pray, the best thing is to watch out for what we ask us to do. Not that as we just pray, something will just start changing. So I just wake up in the morning and then there's a lot in the car. No, in the bank account. It doesn't work. Most times it doesn't work like that. As you pray, the alert is released in the realm of the spirit. There has to be, it has to be converted to the physical form by a step you take physically, inspired by the spirit of God. Did you get what I've just said now? So you understand now? Hallelujah. This is running on the ground of when we have understanding of the fact that God working with them. New Testament is partnership. If some Christians were there, they would have accused Peter of being proud. Look at the statement he made. I have found out. Oh, I'm going to talk about this on Sunday. The beginning of walking the supernatural is what is called consciousness. Awareness of what Christ has done. Who you are in Christ. Who God is does not change. It is your understanding of who you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's very important. So Peter came. Uh, who taught us we kind of Christian? Oh God, we don't know what God will do. We're sure God will do something. Peter came. He saw the man at the cripple, the cripple man at the gate, at the beautiful gates. In Natural 3. He says, silver and gold, I don't have. Such as, help me complete this. Such as God will do. See, a religious person would have fell and stolen it. Are you now saying that you have power to heal? Yes, that was what he was saying. Because Jesus said, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Do you have the Holy Ghost? So do you have power? Oh. We are not powerful. It's God that is powerful. We are just all of we are not powerful. You know, people say that they think you are being humble. Humility is not being pious. Humility is agreeing with God. A proud man is not a man that says, I have 10 cars. A proud man is a man whose method is more important to him than God's method. Who will not leave his method for God's method. And there are many humble, in quote, Christian, many powerful Christians who are very arrogant. The Spirit of God cannot have his way in their life because their ways are more important than his ways. So saying that, oh, I prayed for seven people yesterday, yeah, somebody can say it in a boastful way. But it does not necessarily mean everybody that talks that way is arrogant. Did you just get that? Praise the Lord. So you have to define what is humility, what is... So when your ways are more important to you than God's way, you are a proud man. 
even though you walk around the street like this. I gave an example one time and it touched a lot of people. Heavenly Father, humbly we come before you. It is scripturally incorrect. Hebrews says, let us come boldly. Sir, are you beginning to tell God the protocol in his own house? The owner of the house says, this is what I want. When you come, you come boldly. You are saying that humbly we come. Everybody will think you are humble by saying humbly we come. But the king who is owner of the house looks at you and says, wrong protocol. You cannot go to a man's house and be telling a man how the, how the house should be. Any problem with me coming here? Because you change your seats. <laughs> are you with me? But they know I don't like protocol. So I like protocol, guys. I don't like protocol. So somebody following you. And I, they, they, every Sunday morning, they have a problem with me. I will never allow anybody to carry my Bible. I carry my Bible. I say, it's my Bible. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Father, we humbly come before you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, on the ground of the blood of Jesus and what it has accomplished, I boldly come. Wonderful. And the angel at the gate says, Oh, oh, the Father is happy to hear that. Your boldness is not in your righteousness. It's not in the fact that you have done everything well that day. It's the confidence in what Jesus... That means when you sound like that, everyone reckons that you truly believe that Jesus died and he rose again. That is the meaning. You truly believe. You truly believe. You truly believe. Somebody says that I paid your debts and you begin to rejoice and you are walking around with your shoulder eye. It means that you actually believe that the person has paid. But if you are still walking like this, and you are begging everybody, and you are still afraid of a creditor, then you don't actually believe that your debt has been paid. Are you with me? Yes, so Peter said, let's just close with this. Silver and gold, I have none, such as I have. What a statement. Ah, Peter just got baptized in the Holy Ghost and he's already talking this way. Such as I have, I give. It shocks me that he did not even bring God into the equation. Such as I have. Is within my prerogative whether I tell you to stand up or not. Such as I have. Just like you have money in your pocket and you choose whether you want to give somebody money or not. Such as I have, I give to you. Get up. And the man got up. So you think God will say, Chai, how much do I buy you go? <laughs> but God will say that, yes, this is somebody using. Oh, when we, I hope to speak for just about 20-25 minutes on Sunday and I will get the old church to pray a prophetic prayer, a declaration. How many things in our lives waiting for us? A woman prayed for her son to be changed for almost 20 years. She heard Papa Egin talk along this line. She went home in anger, stood at the center of her house and declared that all you demons binding this guy, turning his heart against Jesus Christ, I bind you and I end the operation now. And she went to take toast, bread, and tea. The following story, the boy came almost 20 years of praying for the same boy. Came and sat down. And said, ah, Mommy, you are not inviting me to church again. And she said, well, it's up to you. But uh, long and short, okay, no, I don't know exactly how many years she prayed for, but some long, very lengthy years. But one decree. And then the following Sunday, she followed the mom. So without the mom inviting, I said, those demons gave way. 
the Bible says, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are perishing, who the God of this world has blinded their mind. So there is an enemy at work. And when you command him to take off his hands, it becomes very easy for those people to see the gospel. And immediately, by the following Sunday, by the third Sunday, he gave his life to Christ. He shocked the mom that she had to talk about it. That for years I was praying, oh God, oh God, change my son, oh God. Yes, we begin by praying. But we must understand when to stand up, look at that mountain. Jesus said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, not whosoever shall pray to God about the mountain. He wants you to talk to the mountain. It is not by power. It is not by mind. But my, my spirit said, who are thou, O great mountain, but Zerubbabel? You shall be complete. He shall bring forth, he, Zerubbabel, the capstone, not God. You won't find scripture saying that God will help Christians with mountains. At least not in New Testament. Poverty has ears. All sicknesses they do. People misbehaving around do they do. Husband misbehaving, he does. The spirit responsible for the confusion, it has, it has ears. Visible and invisible, all of them. Jesus understood. So when he saw a tree that refused to be productive, he spoke and the tree heard and dried off from the roots. Every problem can dry off from the root when they hear the voice of the master in your voice. On Sunday, we want to talk about how do I know what to say? Because Ezekiel said, I prophesied as I was commanded. Not that I said whatever I wanted to say. I was moved by the Spirit to say, but you are the one that will do the saying. And you can say anytime. But it's just that there is need for supply of what to say. How does it rise from within us? That's what I want to look at on Sunday. There was famine in Samaria. Elisha too was there. Maybe the famine, famine didn't get to his house very well. Then the king said, why are we waiting for God's self? Because Elisha created the problem. The soldiers had come before in chapter 6. You remember? Syrian army. They came. And he said that, Lord, strike them with blindness. And they became blind. And he said, this is not the man you are looking for. And he took them. Not only that it was one we were looking for. He said, this is not the same. Two grapes to another place. And when the king said, we have captured them. Should we kill them? He said, don't kill them. Release them. So the enemies left. And they came back again. Some devils don't repent. So the king said, well, if I had killed them, they wouldn't come back again. And that doesn't mean Christians should pray a prayer that we should kill people. No. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, in the New Testament, say, there are whatever attitude people put up, there are spirits behind it. When you deal with the spirit, the attitude will change. But then there are some people who will never change. They walk their way into hell at the end of the day, and there's nothing God can do about it. That's what they want. Some partner with the devil that they become possessed and they seek for other people's destruction at all costs. Even when they are pardoned 10 times, they will go back and do the same thing. There are some witches that will never repent. It's not us to kill them. Because number one, what can they do to them? Absolutely nothing. Now, if you cross your bounds and you are struck because of the evil you are trying to do, then God is capable of doing that. But we leave judgment to God. We will keep preaching the love of Christ even to the most terrible witch. Whether she changes or not, it's up to her. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So they felt Elisha brought the problem. So the king said, you know what? Since this thing came from where he said, they, that, they used to swear like that. Said, God do so and more. If the head of Elisha is on his neck today. So the sword man was coming for Elisha. When, when Elisha saw sword, 
prophecy came out. All along he said that people were eating other people's children in this anything. But when the king said that, go and waste that prophet. Why do we need a prophet when we're all dying? So he saw sword come. He said, shut the door against him. He said, his master is behind him. Then he said, hear the word of the Lord. Why did God speak to him? He said, about this time tomorrow, a measure of which shall be sold for a shekel. And two measures of barley at the gate of Samaria. And the Bible says it happened exactly like that. But why didn't he say that all along? We will get to a point where we also talk about divine timing. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I believe, and I'm saying this to those who are in the prayer department, when you pray on Sunday, pray that the anointing should be strong on Sunday. The anointing is not at the same level every service. Some services, it gets very high higher than some other services. Sometimes, or most times, they have a lot to do with the prayers of the people and the readiness of the people. At other times, it just as the Spirit wills. They do get that. But listen to me very well. This is why those who come to church with long faces and everything, it is called spiritual. Some of them don't know. It's a spiritual state. It is called spirit of heaviness. He said, the Spirit of the Lord Christ is to one. It's upon me. He has anointed me to pray the glad tidings to them that are, to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, opening of the prison door to them that are bound, to comfort those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Remember, in Zion, oil of gladness for mourning, garment of praise instead of spirit of heaviness. Hear me very well, everybody, because I want everybody to participate in Sunday service. Listen to me very well. If you come in and you are not showing the garment of praise, you have spirit of heaviness at work. Nobody say you are possessed. You are allowing an oppression of the spirit of heaviness. Somebody gets a football as they are playing like they are playing champions in this evening. It's full of excitement. Give me coke, dear. What? Hey, hey, hey. How are you playing like that? Look at what uh, Tammy Abraham is playing. Then he comes to church. Hallelujah. Spirit of heaviness. And you have fed people. And the, even the spirit does not seek to influence you only. We too begin to influence other people. Somebody is praising God, you look. And the person stops. And the whole atmosphere. Listen very well. I have been to the other day, my son, Pastor David, we were at Bernice meeting in December last year, in the, somewhere, somewhere in, the, in, in, in Texas. I've been to Jealousy Church. You saw a picture of Jealousy said one time. I've been to many places here and there. The truth of the matter is this. They go to their bunkers crusade. Miracles don't happen where people are too quiet. I've been born again for 27 years. I can tell you that for two years. I got born again as a very young boy in secondary school. Miracles don't happen where people... So those who do it, you don't know what you do. When you allow this thing to catch you, come into a church and just wear long for and be looking at anybody. You are killing the atmosphere. Nobody has ever taught you like this. So you don't know the definition of what you are doing. The Bible says they go from strength to strength. Every one of them are appearing in Zion. Zion's spirit is a joyful spirit. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is not an option for a New Testament Christian. It's a spiritual thing. The fruit of the spirit is, what is the first one? Joy. There's so many people don't know. They don't know what they are doing. You think it's about you not dancing because you don't like to dance. Really, you don't like to dance? Really? 
Don't you shout when they give you good news at home. Don't you jump. But when you come to church, just become. It's as if the spirit's always waiting around. Who do I highlight upon? That's all the bam. Our service. Fine. Fine. When next we do that, you do that. We cast something out of you. Say, in Jesus' name, leave him alone. He's a child of God. So you are free. When you come to church, this is called praise sanctuary. As you are coming in on Sunday, without hearing sound, begin to dance as you come in. The angels will say that, yes, yes, a Zionist has come. A Zionist has come. Hallelujah. Morning is not allowed in Zion. Glory to God. He said the round soul shall come out with everlasting joy on their head and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Philip enters Samaria. The Bible said there was joy in the city. Anywhere the presence of God is there is bound to be joy. How much of his presence you are conscious of can be measured by how much joy we see in your life. It's not happiness. It is spiritual. It bubbles from inside out. Oh, glory to God. When you are not singing, you are whistling. You are in the house. Are we? Oh, you are just singing. I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. I have the spirit of the Son of God. I have the life of God in me. And you come to you bring that atmosphere to the church. As you enter the compound, you're already celebrating. Even angels will be eager. Oh, they bring gifts. God sends his word. The anointing will reach you with ease. With ease. I believe, personally, this is one of the reasons why we record more miracles on crusade ground. Than people come to crusade ground with great expectation. Expectation forever is a model of manifestation. Where there is expectation, he said, I will pour my water on a dry and thirsty land. It is the land that shows a test that water of God is poured upon. Expectation is needed. God will always visit those who are expecting, those who are expecting him to do something. If you are expecting something happens to you, can you begin to come to every service with expectation? When they begin to sing, be the first to lift up your hands and begin to worship him. Great expectation. Many times, as the Spirit gives a word, then everybody kills up. You now want God to talk to you. All from the beginning of the service, you'll be wearing a long face. Now a word of prophecy comes, and you see that it's a powerful storm, and now you are trying to adjust. It's too late, brother. What am I hearing the Spirit of God saying that I will perform wonders in your midst if they can get what you are telling them right now? If they can get what they are telling them right now. Oh, how I want my people to rejoice before me. There's a connection between that joy and what you are desiring. Haven't you heard? Haven't you heard? When you rejoice, you are conscious 
or what I have done and what I'm doing. And then it begins to manifest in your life. And in everything you do, as you rejoice. He said, I said in my word, come before me with singing. Not grumbling, not complaining. Jesus will worship you. Lift up your hands on your seat. Look at me, everybody. The Lord brought this to my attention. Jesus entered the city. Even Jesus, he could not do miracle there. Have you read that one in your Bible before? The Bible says because of the unbelief. The atmosphere repelled this anointing. The son, the one that was anointed without measure, without measure, got to a place and he could do, he could, the Bible says he could not. Not that he would not. There are two different words. He wouldn't mean he had the ability to, but he chose not to. He couldn't mean that he tried to, but he could not. One theologian actually said that Jesus actually called people out and prayed for them and nothing happened. The Bible said that he marveled. That, that we actually suggest that that must be true, truly. The Bible said he marveled at the unbelief. It surprised him. It was his hometown. They were too much wondering. The carpenter that made my furniture is now the son of God. So the atmosphere was so dull. But he entered some other cities. Oh, Shalamanda. Mark chapter 2. The Bible says it was noise abroad. There was no space enough. The people filled the door. Oh, another place. They had to open the roof. In order, when they opened the roof, it was not a crusade. It was a teaching. Yet miracle happened. When they stayed with him till evening and they wouldn't go home, they forced the anointing for multiplication from him and bread multiplying. The people pulled it. I've heard many men that will say that you are pulling something out of me. Every anointed person knows. The woman with this blood pulled me that quote of Jesus. The Bible says she said in her heart, if I can touch. Others went there to just attend the crusade, but she was like, she went with great expectation. If I can, if I can, if I can. I love it when God walks in this church independent of me, in the sense that I'm not the one laying hands on people. I just told you on Sunday, at least about two or three children now, we're dancing with, with uh, uh, autism. He would by God. Now, you wouldn't even know. Within the space of listening to the word of God repeatedly, just God well. And we should have about three sisters now that the doctor showed that they actually had ovarian cysts and it disappeared. And it's one breast long that I know that she told me. What about cases like that without anybody laying hands on them? We've seen Aristo that came here and sat at the back. As the worship was done, she said she heard a voice. I cannot go back to that former life again. Over five years have come and gone and no single record of Aristo again for Jesus forever. Several people like that. It shows that the, there is an anointing in every service. But many people are too casual with God. Why is the Lord sending me to say this? I did not be saying some of this I'm saying now. Can you, can you come to Sunday, this Sunday service with the right attitude from the beginning? Right attitude. You already pray your cars, you are driving to your, you come down with the right attitude. You are ready to jump, you are ready to shout. And watch how that service will look like. Not that you are quiet. Just watch. Glory to God. One of the ways of getting anything from God is with joy. He said, with joy shall you draw water out of the well of salvation. With joy. Shall we rise? Oh, what a meeting. 
it was a wonderful service. Hallelujah. My Father, we give you praise. Oh, it was a wonderful message. The service is still on. <laughs> just lift up hands and just bless his name. We give you praise. We worship you. We adore you. We adore you. We adore you. Oh, blessed be your name. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for redemption. Can you say this loud and clear? Sorrow is far from my life. I wear a garment of praise. I live in an atmosphere of joy. I rejoice in the Lord my God at all times. Wave your hands to him and just bless his name. Blessed be your name, Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you, son of righteousness. In Jesus' name. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Lord, we rejoice at what you have done tonight. We are grateful. We are grateful. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.